You're listening to Doctrine and Duty, podcast of Brian Ray, Senior Pastor of Alexander Baptist Church in Chesapeake, Virginia, where biblical theology meets everyday Christian life. Greetings, beloved, and welcome to another episode of Doctrine and Duty. It's me, Pastor Brian Ray, uh, with you for another episode, and um, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, whoo, we're done with the abstract principles. Mm, well, mostly, maybe, uh, maybe not. Okay, so anyways, we've we've gone through about 20 sessions uh, of the abstract principles. It has been um, amazing. It's been uh, wonderful. It's been glorious. And I want to do some follow-up, uh, follow-up because of our culture, follow-up because of uh, recent uh, events transpiring at the Southern Baptist Convention in June in Anaheim, California, just to follow up with that. And we're going to go back to uh, the Abstract of Principles, uh, Section 14, uh, the Church. Now, uh, let me say I hope uh, as this is going to fall uh, toward uh, the end of summer or middle to late summer, let me just tell you, I appreciate you so much. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. It's, um, it's a blessing to have you uh, tuning in. I, I love doing the podcast. I hope you love listening to the podcast. I, I hope it keeps us connected um, as brothers and sisters in Christ, but also keeps us uh, connected theologically and uh, keeps our minds sharp, keeps us focused on uh, the Word of God, which the Word of God is what will transform each and every one of us all. So uh, looking at the abstract of principles, uh, I want to look at the doctrine of the church. I want to look at the church officers or the office offices in the church. It says the regular officers of a church are bishops or elders and deacons. Very simple statement in section 14, the church. Now, when we think of the word office, uh, we're not talking about an office building or uh, an office space, but we're talking about like the office of president. It's a position with roles and responsibilities. When we think of officer, we're not thinking about um, police officers or security force or anything like that. Uh, we're talking about the the people who occupy said office. And so um, it's very clear in the New Testament that the officers of the church are bishops or elders and deacons. Now, deacons, according to the Word of God, are servants. And pastors, uh, also known as shepherds, overseers, bishops, or elders, I believe that this is a designation that is used interchangeably in the New Testament. I believe it all refers to the same thing. Those who are uh, called of God, who are separated unto ministry through uh, biblical New Testament ordination, uh, and who receive training in ministry, who receive training in education, who are, uh, you know, try to receive an education at college or seminary to uh, further their understanding of God's Word and ministry to God's people. Um, so uh, these are the two officers or offices. Now, when you go back to to kind of like the inception of deacon ministry, you look to Acts chapter 6, and and basically there was, a, there was an issue where there was a busyness, and some people felt neglected, whether they were or not uh, is not really the matter. There was, a, there was a perception that they were being neglected, and 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 it really seems that the pastors, uh, those in charge of pastoral ministry, were overburdened. Uh, they were overwhelmed, and they couldn't accomplish everything. And so, according to the leadership of the Holy Spirit, some were selected to wait on tables to serve uh, the families in the church, so that the pastors could focus on the ministry of the word and prayer. Now, ministry of the word, we would consider that to be teaching, preaching, uh, sharing doctrine, uh, the teaching of God's word, the preaching of the word of God. And then prayer, the, the the joyful duty, burden, and delight of prayer. Uh, these are the two things that, that must be done by those who are in leadership positions. Now, looking at that, the way the church is set up, 
uh, the pastors are the leaders of the church. They serve under the leadership and lordship of the Lord Jesus Christ. So Christ is the ultimate leader of the church. He is the Lord of the church. He is the good shepherd and the church. We are his sheep. And yet, physically, there is someone who serves spiritually and physically under Christ, under his lordship, under his headship, and that person is the pastor. In recent days, there is the designation of a lead pastor or a senior pastor, and then under him are the associate pastors. Um, there are different types of church government to where some believe that there is this pastor-led, uh, others believe in an elder-led. I, I would say it's the same thing in my definition of that, and that is that uh, you have a pastor and associate pastors, or you have elders and you have associate elders. Um, but I do believe that the leadership of the church, pastor or elder-wise, has to do with those people who are called, set apart, ordained, trained, educated, and it is their life's calling. It is their vocation to serve. I would be, um, I would argue against uh, there being a mix of uh, pastors who are called, ordained, set apart, uh, possibly moving their family uh, miles and miles away, sacrificing everything to the call of ministry, and then uh, we're going to sprinkle in um, some others as elders. One might be a doctor, one might be a lawyer, uh, one might be a teacher at a local school, um, etc. Um, not that we're not co-equal with all of humanity, but uh, some who occupy the office of pastor or elder are completely all in. And you would be on a totally different page with people who are going to their work, doing their life day in and day out. And, oh, they'll show up at the church and be an elder every once in a while. So um, ho hopefully this won't you know make anyone mad. This is just my view on this. Um, and then, of course, deacons. I know back in the day, back in the 70s, 80s, 90s, uh, there was a real push for deacons to lead or run the church. And, of course, that smacks against Scripture, against the authority of God's Word. Deacons are servants. They're not, they're not to, to have a deacon board who are running things, who are in leadership, but they are a people who are serving the local church, serving the Lord Jesus Christ, serving families, and taking care of them. Now, when we look at the New Testament, the New Testament gives qualifications for overseers in 1 Timothy chapter 3. This is, uh, again, overseer, bishop, elder, pastor, shepherd. It says, the, this saying is trustworthy. If anyone aspires to the office of overseer, he desires a noble task. Therefore, an overseer must be above reproach, the husband of one wife, sober-minded, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not a drunkard, not violent, but gentle, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money. He must manage his own household well with all dignity, keeping his children submissive. For if someone does not know how to manage his own household, how will he care for God's church? He must not be a recent convert, or he may become puffed up with conceit and fall into the condemnation of the devil. Moreover, he must be well thought of by outsiders, so that he may not fall into disgrace, into a snare of the devil. Whew! Well, so if if you have to keep all of those perfectly, then only Jesus could be a pastor, right? So these are qualifications, these are things to aspire to, but we know that no one can perfectly keep them, right? But if there is a flagrant violation, if there is an insistence on sin or breaking these things, then someone would be disqualified from being a pastor or would not qualify at all for being a pastor. So these things uh, should make up uh, the spiritual DNA of a pastor. This is what a pastor should look like. He should be someone who is the husband of one wife, who is above reproach, who is sober-minded, who is self-controlled, who is respectable, who is hospitable, who is able to teach. shouldn't be a drunkard. He should manage his own house well, with all dignity, keeping his children in submission under him. And he must not be puffed up, must not be a recent convert, etc. So these are all healthy, good qualifications of being a pastor. Uh, let's go next. In 1 Timothy 3, verse 8, Deacons likewise must be dignified, not double-tongued, not addicted to much wine, not greedy for dishonest gain. 
They must hold the mystery of the faith with a clear conscience, and let them first also be tested, then let them serve as deacons, if they prove themselves blameless. Their wives likewise must be dignified, not slanderers, but sober-minded, faithful in all things. Let deacons each be the husband of one wife, managing their children and their own households well. For those who serve well as deacons gain a good standing for themselves and also great confidence in the faith that is in Christ Jesus. So um, you have high standards for the office of pastor and the office of deacon. And, and if you think about it, if, if you have two groups or two offices or two officers who are picked out of all the people in the church who are uh, given a position or an office or become an officer, and, and these, these things are, are designated by the Lord's Word, as positions in the church, then it makes sense that there would be qualifications. It makes sense that these qualifications would represent very high standards, very high moral standards and character traits for these people who serve uh, in these positions. And so we, we praise the Lord for that. I mean, it's powerful. It's, it's awesome that there are high expectations for pastors and also for deacons. Um, if you look at the Baptist Faith and Message 2000, it's scriptural officers are pastors and deacons. Now, in the next episode, we're going to look into a little bit more detail uh, about the issue that arose at the Southern Baptist Convention in Anaheim, California. So I'm going to I'm going to put that on hold just for a minute and and come come back to that in the very next episode. So this is definitely a part one and a part two. Uh, actually, I guess it's part two and part three if you go back to section fourteen. But I just want to say that if if you're in a church, um. Uh, please love your pastor and love your deacons. Love your pastors, love your deacons, support them, pray for them. Uh, it, it is a high and holy calling to serve the people of God, and it is one of the most difficult things in all the world to do uh, because you you have to deal with all the different everything of people, and then you have to have Satan on you at all times. Uh, it's It's tough. It's difficult. I've seen so many pastors crash and burn. So many pastors lose their faith, lose their confidence because— of humanity because of mean-spirited people who call themselves Christians who, in the name of whatever, pride, self-absorption, um, greed, who knows, but who who can destroy and hurt the pastor's life. So, so let's take a moment and just pray for pastors and deacons. Heavenly Father, thank you for men who are called of you to be pastors and deacons, men who are called to serve the local church and to serve the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, I pray in Jesus' name, that you would encourage, that you would touch those men who are called of you. I pray that you would equip them according to the power of the Holy Spirit and that you would do a great work in and through them. And Lord, I pray for the church to be submissive to the Lord Jesus and be submissive to their pastors and leaders and that the deacons would serve as they're called to serve. And the pastors would preach the word of God and pray and have the freedom to do what God has called them to do without anyone beating them up for it. Father, we thank you for uh, this wonderful opportunity that we have to learn about uh, the role of pastor and deacon, and we look forward to the next episode. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and grace toward us. Please bless the folks who listen. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, well, uh, our time is up, and I will see you next week. I will, well, you'll hear me next week on the next episode of Doctrine and Duty. Love you guys. Take care. You've been listening to Doctrine and Duty, a podcast of Alexander Baptist Church, located at 4316 Pamela Court, Chesapeake, Virginia. Join us Sundays at 10 a.m. and find us online at abch.org.